And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And welcome to another edition here of the Mass Steel Podcast with, of course, yours truly, Charles Pratchett Ritchie right now. And we are getting ready just hours away from Steelers versus Browns uh, playoff edition here uh, coming up as we are about four hours away from kickoff, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. It'll be on... Sunday Night Football on NBC for this playoff edition of the Wild Card Round, which will be the finale of the Wild Card Weekend. People will also stream it on Peacock uh, TV. And the Steelers and Browns right now meeting up for the third time. Steelers are 3-0 and in that regard. And we just saw what happened yesterday in the opening game of the playoffs with the Colts going down to the Buffalo uh, Bills uh, yesterday in that game. Colts losing a heartbreaker in that one. They lost that one 27-24. And regardless, if the Steelers are able to handle business tonight, uh, either way it goes, they will be uh, on the road against the Buffalo Bills should they win. So there's no ins or buts around that area. They're going to have to be on the road should they uh, want to keep their uh, Super Bowl march and hopes uh, moving forward. So we'll find out how this uh, continues to shape up right now. But I got to tell you right now, uh, we're talking about, and uh, that's what I was saying, Brooks, uh, I'm meaning 8.15 Eastern time. So whenever I say 7.15, I'm usually referring to Central time, which is where I'm from. So uh, anyway, uh, right now, uh a little bit like a nervous energy, as you can imagine right now. Big game here. A lot what's uh, at stake for the Steelers team, as you can imagine here. I mean, when we uh, truly look at it. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the Steelers right now who start off, uh, rally off their uh, first 11 victories of the season. Only, I mean, to go, I mean, when you look at it too. I mean, after starting off 11-0, they went 1-4 the rest of the way. But, I mean, I mean, looking back at it, too, I'm almost starting to look back at, too, that Colts uh, victory right there. And also the same day when the Browns uh, lost the Jets, I mean, that day. You almost kind of got the sense, I mean, was that going to be one of the Steelers' uh, last uh, shining moments of the season right there? How they were going to allow things to go down? Because this was a team right now who was definitely uh, soul-searching a lot. I mean, a lot of people will look back at the turning points of the season. I mean, people will even look back throughout the year. When you started uh, having some noticeable games where they almost lost to the Titans and Tennessee. Tennessee Titans, which, by the way, speaking of which, had some karma return back to them, um, I'm sure, which they do not like. Uh, just got They just lost to the hands of the Baltimore Ravens right there. 20-13, that goes down there in Tennessee. And so right now, the Ravens right now, uh, they will either be uh, traveling to Kansas City or they could still possibly be on the road in in Buffalo. And the reason why I say that, should the Browns knock off the Steelers tonight, the Browns will be guaranteed to go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs while the Ravens would uh, travel 
uh, to uh, take on the Buffalo Bills. But right now, like I said, again, the key thing is, should the Steelers win tonight, they will definitely be guaranteed to go Buffalo should they handle uh, business right there. Lamar Jackson, he just uh, got his uh, very first uh, playoff uh, victory. He has been 0-6 when trailing by 10 points or more uh, going into this game. Uh Right now, that's all out the window right now. He is now a career lifetime, including the postseason, 1-6 and all-time when coming back from 10-point deficits. You also see the Titans right there in the second half. I mean, I mean, since uh, then, they outscore the Titans 10-3 uh, in the second half, but more realistically, 20-3 uh, the rest of the way. Uh, they started making their points being scored in the second quarter of that game right there. And uh, you just saw... Right there at the conclusion of this game, I mean, right before, uh, who uh, made a great pick. And uh, Marcus Peters, he made the interception at the Baltimore uh, four-yard line. He just saw the bench players uh, from Baltimore. It was actually come up real quickly, uh, returned the favor to the Titans and stomped on their logo right there. Uh, like I said, the Titans right there uh, at the end of the day, uh, really disappointed to see their season end a little bit earlier because a lot of people were always talking about like if the Steelers were going to make a run they're going to have to go past the Chiefs which almost seems like an inevitability right now here at this point in time which I could definitely uh, see I mean if they're able to continue to like uh, snap out of this uh, funk that they're in I mean the last month I mean, basically, I mean, when you look at the losing streak, everything that has been set up for this team, and you got, I mean, quite possibly right now, I mean, looking at this game right now, I mean, you're possibly might see the end of an era in probably in Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, we have no idea if uh, he's going to want to uh, uh, come back after next season. I mean, or what the conversation is going to be like. I'm sure, I mean, guys like Mike Tomlin, Colbert, whenever you open and having them around, but still, when you got to look at, like, next year, too, when you take a look at everything in the realistic perspective, I mean, coming up and everything, with the Pittsburgh Steelers and next year's uh, uh, cap, which everyone is supposed to be about $175 million uh, for that regard, uh, which would definitely put the Steelers uh, coming up in March at around over $21.7 million in debt over the cap. And more, uh, a huge part of that will be Ben Rosberger, who will be carrying a cap hit of 41 quarter million dollars uh, for next season. So uh, the thing is, the philosophy is there. I mean, they're going to keep them. They're going to probably more than likely extend the guy to like uh, soften the blow on that cap hit. But I mean, that that's just the biggest thing right here. I mean, you look at everything right now that's, that's coming up. I mean, you were talking about as crazy as it may sound, a guy who was arguably in the race for MVP at some point. Uh, at, at one point, I mean, having the best uh, career numbers of his uh, career. I mean with the Steelers and his whole NFL career. I mean, look at Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, this year. I mean, still at the end of the day, the guy has had 33 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, I mean, which uh, rarely happens. I mean, and when you really look at it, too, I mean, last best uh, touchdown and interception ratio he's ever had in his career, I mean, when you take a look at things, was back in 2014, 
where he had 32 touchdowns and nine interceptions. I mean, 32 touchdowns in that year. He matched his uh, previous record. He tied, uh, which was set back in 2007, at 32 touchdowns and 11 picks. So, Ben Rosberger right now, he's got the second most touchdown passes thrown in his career at 33. Came one shy of matching his 34 uh, total when they missed the playoffs two years ago and where they finished the season 9-6-1. Thanks in large part to starting off a season, which, by the way, I mean, funny thing we're talking about, I mean, you look at this Browns team, what they're able to do. I mean, yeah, you're not going to have any Kevin Stefanski right there. going to be without a few guys right here. I mean, when you look at it. And uh, that's it's definitely uh, no uh, questions about it, though. But I, I, w- I will say this right now. I mean, this is uh, right now a time where we... They had to get down to serious business right now, and you, you cannot be uh, messing around with this time. You got to make sure you're being locked in, because I really feel like right now, just watching last week's game versus the Browns, I saw a lot of encouragement. I mean, with the pass rush, I mean, which is always going to be a given right there when you take a look at everything. But, I mean, when you also look at it, too, I mean... Aside from that, they got quite a few guys who, for the Browns, are going to be uh, questionable going tonight's game uh, for this uh, contest. Uh, right now, you got uh, tackle uh, J- Jack Conklin, uh, defensive um, Conklin, who's dealing with a knee and illness. Miles Garrett, he's battling a shoulder injury. I would expect him to play tonight, who's questionable with a shoulder. Uh, the other guys that are questionable is Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, uh, with a concussion. Sheldon Richardson, defensive tackle, and MJ Stewart, cornerback. Uh, with a calf. Sheldon Richardson is battling a neck injury. And then, of course, you got Wyatt Teller with an ankle. And then Terrence Mitchell, non-injury related um, for for that game. So, I mean, that's definitely going to be a lot of things right there. I mean, when we look at it. I mean, and you look at a Browns team who's going to be trying to do something they haven't done in a long time. They're trying to not only advance, get their first playoff win since 1994, which is the last time the Browns ever had a uh, playoff uh, victory. And uh, that was, I want to say that one was on the road. Let's uh, take a look at it real quick when we get a second here. Uh, And that was under Bill Belichick, by the way, believe it or not, back in that 1994 season. And uh, that year, they were able to win a game at home, and that was against the New England Patriots. Funny how uh, how that like turned out later on. Remember, Bill Belch, check uh, Lair went on to coach uh, the Patriots, who was coaching against his former uh, mentor right there, and Bill Parcells right there. So he that was his, that was their last playoff game. Uh, playoff victory was 1994 on January 1st of 1995, defeating the New England Patriots 20 to 13. I mean, and ever since then, I mean, the Browns, uh, for that time, they've been uh, 0-2 since that point. I mean, there's also a team who has not, I mean, won the division since 1989. I mean, when, when you look at everything. So they have, they've been uh, totally shut out, like, in that, in that regard. Uh, not winning the division all that time, but still, I mean, here we are right now. And then, not only that, in Heinz Field... Trying to get their very first victory in Heinz Field since 2003 when they beat them in the regular season, which is on a Sunday night game. I mean, when we look at it. And uh, that uh, contest right there where they uh, lost the Browns in that contest. Let's see. Uh, so that was back in uh, 2003. And the date for that game was October 5th, 2003, where they lost 13-33. 
And the quarterback he had in that game uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers going in that uh, contest was Tommy Max, who won 11 of 24 for 136 yards. Uh, did not have any help from the running game uh, whatsoever right there. Uh, just totally just uh, blanked out in that contest. You saw Tim Couch beat them right there. I mean, but thanks in large part to a huge running game, William Green, who had 33 rushing attempts for 115 yards. And in that contest, too, uh, Tommy Max, he would get sacked uh, three times. So three total sacks for the Browns in that game. So that was uh, one right there. But, I mean, ever since then, I mean, it, it tells a story. I mean, what the Steelers have been able to do, this Browns team, for a long time right here. When you really, truly look at things from a perspective, I mean, from all the stuff that you had to go through as an organization playing this team, they've won 17 straight victories since uh, 2004. I mean, all the wins that have been won at Heinz Field. So 17 straight victories. And the uh, Steelers are looking to uh, keep that going right now. But, I mean, this is a team right now who is still soul-searching right now, uh, trying to find their identity. I mean, still prove that they have, uh, that they're not willing to go roll over and play dead for anyone just yet. They still want to prove that they're still the team that could be a not-one-and-done team. We'll find it out a little bit later on. But, I mean, also, too, you also got some interesting stuff around this, too. I mean, like, uh, congratulations, uh, by the way, are in order to uh, Mika Fitzpatrick and T.J. Watt. Each uh, game, first team, all team pro honors, according to the Associated Press. Cam Hayward got a second team all pro vote, so he makes it on there. I mean, going into this game, so which is a big uh, congratulations uh, right there. Uh, which was announced, I think, on uh, January uh, 7th. I want to say that was on Thursday when we look at it. Uh, and we'll uh, take a look at it right now. And uh, for uh, guys, I mean, like uh, TJ Watt, uh, he made as an edge rusher. Then you had Mika Fitzpatrick. He got in there as a safety. And then uh, Cam Hayward made as an interior lineman for the second team. So there you have it. Congratulations to those gentlemen right there. Still got a lot to play for right now. And not only that, too, I mean, uh, T.J. Watt, is he going to be able to hang on and be the clear-cut defense player of the year winner finally in his career? I mean, that's another thing right now. Uh, biggest thing, too, I mean, you look at a guy like Aaron Donald right there, I mean, for the Los Angeles Rams, who's won the award uh, two previous uh, times here in his career. I mean, with the Rams, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, for what this guy has been able to do overall, I mean, he's won it in back-to-back uh, -back, uh, years in 2017-2018 uh, Defense Player of the Year award right now, trying to make it uh, three times. And if he does make it uh, three times, I mean, for that award uh, going into it for the NFL, uh, which has been uh, handed out, uh, since uh, back in 1971, when you look at it, there's only been like a few guys who've been able to win it like uh, like three times. And you got guys like J.J. Watt, uh, Lawrence Taylor, who's who've been the, like the only guys in the history of this war that has won it three times. So Aaron Donald will be looking to join company in that. But then again, you got a guy like T.J. Watt right now. Uh, who's looking to uh, make it in there uh, for the first time. He'll be the seventh uh, player all-time 
to uh, win this uh, prestigious honor, uh, should they be able to uh, get this uh, taken care of right now? And uh, you look at a guy like uh, T.J. Watt and Aaron right now. I mean, you got T.J. Watt. He uh, leads the league uh, first in uh, 23 tackles for loss. His uh, team overall is, is third in tackles for loss with 4,000. I mean, his team is uh, ranked number one in tackles for loss at 103. Uh, and you also got Aaron Donald, who uh, ranks ninth in that list at uh, 14 tackles for loss. And his uh, team has six six tackles per loss, which is fifteenth uh, in the league. And then we also go into like uh, sacks right now. Sacks. T.J. Watt leads the league in sacks with fifteen sacks, and his team also is ranked first in the pass rush at fifty six. And then you also got right behind them. Aaron Donald's team has fifty three total sacks, which is ranked second, right behind the Steelers. Aaron Donald's got 13 and a half sacks on the year. And then you look at quarterback hits, which uh, TJ Watt uh, also leads in that category at 41 quarterback hits. And then his team has 136 quarterback hits, which is first in the league, while Aaron Donald has 26 quarterback hits, 101 eighth for his team. So, I mean, you look at it right there, too. Then the only other thing that TJ Watt is not on the list is forced fumbles. Aaron Donald is 10th in forced fumbles right now with uh, four total for the year. And this team has recovered eighth, which is ranked 15th in the, in the league. And I, I got to say, those things right there are stuff to not uh, totally like uh, dismiss right there. I mean, you, I, I really feel like right now it should be TJ Watt. But then I'm also starting to feel like right now, too, that if uh, TJ Watt is going to earn this award, he's going to have to take it from Aaron Donald the way I look at it. That's what I feel. Because I, I really do feel like right now, I mean, you got the makings, the recipes. I mean, a lot of his coaches and Mike Tomlin, of course, is going to bat for this guy. But, I mean, this is a lot of stuff right now. I think he has to continue to prove it. I mean, during the playoffs, it is a regular season award. But as you keep the playoffs going as you, and you perform, I think it's going to reinforce the voters of the AP Association right now. I mean, like, uh, why he should still be the guy. And we won't find that out until February 6th, which will be on the NFL Awards Ceremony, which will be on CBS the day before the Super Bowl. So, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this uh, translates into but right now. But I got to ask you guys right now, how are you guys uh, feeling right now going into this game? Uh, what's your pulse on a scale of 1 to 10 thinking the Steelers will be able to take care of business versus the Browns and advance and not be eliminated right away? Because I, I tell you, this is a lot rolling here. And I, I know there's been a lot of speculation right now as far as like the salary cap right now. Having the Steelers right now like go into uh, next year. Uh, be about over $21.7 million in the cap hole. But like I said, that's a projection more particularly to overthecap.com. So hopefully that does not hold up. I mean, just like a weather forecast. But like I said, I mean, these are some things right now. And we got a lot of questionable guys uh, on that team right now who they had to consider like uh, possibly doing away with right now. And when you look at the overall roster on here, I mean, who are some guys that you'd be willing to, like, move on from? I mean, when you think about it. I mean, there's been one guy who's, like, in question right now, Joe Hayden. He's got one more deal left on his contract. Uh, he's going to have 
over a $15.5 million cap hit. Do the Steelers make the gutsy move and decide to go younger and go with a guy like uh, a Cam Sutton right now? Do they take their chances on him? I mean, do you do away with guys like even like maybe like, uh, I mean, aside from that, I mean, do you, do you look at a guy like Vance McDowell? Is his time up with the Steelers right now? I mean, he's got one more year left on his deal. He's going to be due about $7.9 million on the cap number right there. I mean, I mean, if they're able to release him prior to June 1st, it'll be over a $5 million, $5.2 million cap saving. But... I mean, we still got months away to get to that, but the biggest one, the biggest fish in that is to be Ben Rosberg at 41 and a quarter million dollars, though, at the end of the day. That is going to be a big one right there. I mean, you cannot uh, for, forget about right there. So I, I definitely feel like for that, you have to be a lot more careful with him and uh, see, because that's going to be a real interesting uh, conversation at the end of the day, uh, what they do in that regard. for that one so let's find out right now uh give me your thoughts i'd like to hear your feedback right now as we, uh, we're coming down to uh steelers versus browns uh playoffs right now and also too watching the playoffs i also did like a little uh poll and right now i was asking earlier this morning which i tweeted up on uh twitter uh this morning kind of got, got some good uh feedback on right now and i asked uh so far the saturday games which uh win in the first round of the wild card impressed you the most and so far 75% of you have elected the Rams over the Seahawks which I will definitely agree with I feel like the Rams right now are dangerous out for anybody their predicament right now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Washington football team uh, should the Bears win the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will host the LA Rams so a wild card team will be able to get a home team because they're ranked ahead of the Rams of Bucks are the number fifth seed, and the Rams are number six. But if the New Orleans Saints win, the Rams have to travel to take on Green Bay and the Packers right there. So that's the biggest uh, dilemma right there. I think for the Rams personally, if they're going to have a legitimate shot, they better hope that the Bears are able to take care of the Saints. And if they're able to do that, I think uh, they're definitely in, in good shape right there, I, I feel. And those are going to be some of the key things right there going into this. But again, uh, if you guys want to follow me on social media, definitely follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Pride Richie. Uh, for the Mass Steel podcast on Twitter is at Mass Steel CGR and at Mass Steel Nation on Instagram right now. So right now, as you have it, once again, if the Steelers win, they will go Buffalo, and then you would have uh, for the other uh, divisional round game, you would have the Bills host the Ravens. If the Browns are able to win, the Browns will travel to Kansas City. And then you would have uh, the Ravens go uh, take on the Buffalo Bills. So either either way right now, I mean, you're looking at... No, excuse me. If the, if the Steelers defeat the Browns, they'll go to Buffalo, take on the Bills. And then the Ravens would, uh, tra- would travel to take on the Chiefs. If the Browns win, the Browns go to... Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, and then the Ravens will go travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. That's where we have it. Sign up for the divisional rounds. Uh, feel free to pitch, pitch me, leave me some of your questions while we're going on right now. Uh, Ray Fittipavo was uh, reporting uh, yesterday uh, that 
to that tackle Matt Filer and linebacker Robert Splane. They are expected to play in the wildcard round after being activated from IR on Saturday. So hopefully that'll be some good news right there. I mean, Robert Splane, I think, has been like a big uh, miss right now, big uh, key piece right now who has whose uh, loss has definitely been felt, I mean, for this time when we look at it. I mean, Robert Splane, I mean, the last time uh, we seen Splane pretty much uh, I mean for I mean his, his uh, snaps uh, this year was ironically during the start of the losing streak was against the Washington football team where the Steelers did eventually go on to lose that game 17 to 23 and uh, that that's the biggest thing right there because uh, Spillane who was definitely on the uh, injury reserve I mean for quite a few weeks and like I said, you had guys like who were eligible to come back after like about three weeks is usually the eligibility uh, return time. But we'll, we'll find that out. We'll find it out in uh, due time right now. Uh, right now, we already got a game is getting ready to get uh, underway in less than uh, three minutes right now. We got the New Orleans Saints hosting the Chicago Bears right now. So the New Orleans Saints right now, uh, they are looking to uh, win this game. Should the New Orleans Saints hang on and win this game? Like I said, you'd have the Rams going on to take on the Packers. And then the New Orleans Saints right now uh, will be hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if the Bears win, it's a, it's the third time the Saints will have to try and uh, face Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can they uh, beat them three straight times? I don't know. I think that's going to be a little bit more of a difficult uh, task. But uh, right now, uh, as far as Chris Boswell, uh, Brooks, uh, I haven't heard any word yet. I'm trying to find an inactive right now. All I do know is that uh, for today's uh, contest, going into that as of uh, Friday uh, for the playoff game, uh, Chris Boswell, he was limited in practice. Uh, still up in the air right now about what his status is going to be. So we'll find out as we uh, get look a little bit uh, closer here uh, for this uh, contest. So I'll definitely uh, tweet it out if you don't hear it on the show and try and leave it on my uh, Facebook page here on the Mestial uh, Podcast here. But for right now, uh, he might be able to go tonight. We'll see. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I want to have a guy like Matthew Wright uh, come into this game just yet. I mean, like uh, have him count on something that's going to help, like, uh, save the Steelers in this uh, contest here. Because when, when we look at it, too, I mean, Boswell's still a good money quarterback at times. I mean, when you look at it. And I, I, I just feel like right now... I mean, I mean, Boswell, I mean, that's still the guy who I would trust a little bit. I mean, say what you will about this guy. I mean, who's uh, done it right now? I mean, at the same time, I mean, who we had before that was Sean Sweezum. So, I mean, those are some uh, question marks right there. I don't think I want to go like in like a time like with uh, Three Rivers Stadium where the Steelers have had to be in a position right now. Oh, speaking of which, by the way, the Steelers right now, should they uh, win tonight? Uh, the Steelers will tie the Patriots uh, for the most playoff wins in the history of the playoffs. Right now, they're currently 36-25, and while the Patriots are 37-21. 
The Steelers win tonight. They'll be 37-25. Uh, right behind the Steelers at number three are the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys, who are out of the playoffs. The Packers are 35-23, and 23 and the Cowboys are 35-28. and 28. Packers look to pick up their six, uh, their th- 36th victory of the season right now. So the, uh, they're not sure if they'll be hosting the Bears or the Rams uh, coming up. So keep a little bit more posted on that. Also, too, uh, Burt Lawton uh, announced and was uh, reinforcing what was going on. It's been uh, approved by the state of Pennsylvania where they're not going to be allowing any fans in the wild card round versus the Browns with the exception of 2,500 people strictly for family and friends. So just keep that in mind. So if you see a little bit of people in the crowd, remember, it's just family and friends, no fans at this point. Also, too, uh, Am Schefter of NFL on ESPN, he reported that the Browns have activated tight end Harrison Bryant, safety Ronnie Harrison, and and linebacker Malcolm Smith off their reserve and COVID-19 list in in time to play Sunday versus Steelers. Dale Lally, DK Pitcher Sports, he also mentions, too, that the Steelers activated Spillane and Filer from IR. They elevated Kevin Radar from the practice squad and waived Tigray Scales. So uh, this is definitely going to be some interesting uh, stuff right now. But like I said, Chris Boswell, limited practice, do uh, a groin on his right side. And then you got the Browns, uh, guys who are questionable. I mean, their starters going to be right tackle, Jack Conklin, left defensive end, Miles Garrett. Uh, Conklin was dealing with a knee, Garrett with a shoulder. Uh, left defensive tackle, Sheldon Richardson with a neck injury. A right guard, Wyatt Teller with an ankle. And then... Right cornerback Terrence Mitchell with an illness. Right now, and also going into this game, too, uh, another thing to pay attention for. I mean, the Steelers who are going into this game, speaking of which, uh, they are fifth in uh, turnover uh, differential right now in, in going into this contest. Uh, Steelers are, are fifth with a plus nine differential where they created uh, nine, I mean, they created 27 takeaways and 18 turnovers. While the Browns, on the other hand, uh, going into this game, uh, their turnover differential for the year uh, for this game uh, right now, they are at plus five, where they created 21 takeaways, uh, which ranks eighth in the league, and 16 turnovers, which is eighth overall, so they give them up most. So we're going to get into my keys of the game in just a moment here. And like I said, definitely a lot of unknown to follow uh, this game past this, but we'll definitely find out right now. So feel free to leave me your questions. I'll leave you your thoughts right now. Uh, Steelers versus Browns going into this right now. So also, too, that uh, Adam Schefter mentioned, the best-case scenario in Cleveland was that all Mesa all Mesa testing done, and only the assistant line coach, Apire, HRCC, is positive per source. Players from yesterday and today tested negative per source. Sunday Night versus Steelers is on. So let's go ahead and get right into the keys to the game for this uh, contest right here. Key number one, I'm going to be looking at winning the turnover ratio versus the Browns. Like I said, the Steelers are plus nine in that, er- in that area uh, for the year, which is fifth in the league. And so far, when the Steelers have won the turnover uh, battle this whole season, they are undefeated. They are 9-0. and 
So that's going to be a big key right there. Try and uh, get uh, a guy like uh, Baker Mayfield rattled if you can. I think that's definitely something to watch out for in this uh, contest. Because when you also look at it, too, I mean, Mayfield is still a little bit of a question mark at times. And when you look at it, I mean, right now he's had uh, eight interceptions, which ranks 28. So he does a good job of uh, taking care of the ball. So we'll, we'll find out right there. But they do have... Uh, 16 uh, turnovers, which is 28. So I I'm just looking at right there. Steelers need to win the turnover ratio because right now the Steelers had uh, 20, had 18 turnovers, which is 22nd. So they have given up the ball a little bit more than Cleveland. So winning the turnover, turnover ratio would be huge. Key number two, which leads me into this. Don't allow Baker Mayfield to get locked in. Six and three whenever having 30 or more passing attempts this season. So he's pretty much, I mean, won a lot more of his games. He's won three more of his games right there. I mean, when you definitely look at it right there. So definitely something to keep an eye on uh, right there. I mean, when you truly uh, look at it, I mean, right there, winning about like 6% uh, of his uh, games here. I mean, so that, that's definitely going to be an interesting uh, faster right there. And when you look at, I mean, going to this uh, contest here. Which be very interesting here. By the way, so I'm definitely looking at a huge uh, performance right there. Yeah, so winning about 67% of his game. So definitely try and keep the passing attempts to like under 30. I will definitely key on that. Key number three, Steelers red zone defense. Steelers have allowed the opponents to score 25 touchdowns on 45 attempts uh, for about nearly 56%, which is currently sixth in the league while the Browns have converted 39 of 53 red zone attempts for touchdowns, about nearly 74%. That ranks third in the league. So the Steelers could do a job of keeping them out of like red zone uh, scores. That will be a big key right there. Uh, key number four. Win the battle at the line of scrimmage. This is a big key. Why do we always say that? Yes, the Steelers right now, I mean, for the most part, I mean, as far as, like, allowing the fewest uh, sacks, I mean, going into this game right now. I mean, the Steelers have allowed uh, 14 sacks, which is number one, protecting their quarterback. The problem is the running game, which is dead last. So a lot of people still continue to argue how much is it so with Ben Rosper getting the quick release on the ball, not holding on to it too long. So definitely stuff to pay attention right there. So they can win the battle with the line of scrimmage, help open up the run game somehow. Those would be some big opportunities right there to see what happens uh, going to this game. Let's go into key, the final key. Key number uh, five for this contest. Steelers must control the drop passes. They have the most in the league with 43 more to Due to Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron, who have dropped a combined 20 during the regular season. So that's going to do it for this edition here of the Mansfield Podcast. Uh, keep it right here. Uh, definitely do a post-game show uh, more than likely tomorrow, if not tonight. Oh, guys, keep it posted if I will do one tonight. But if not, it will definitely be tomorrow afternoon. Uh, win or lose, uh, we'll keep it right here and uh, see where the Steelers go from here, whether it advances the playoffs or what the power about their future. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Prodigy Richie. 
For the Men Steel Podcast on Twitter, it is at Men Steel CGR, at Men Steel Nation on Instagram. So I leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I gone.